So, Megalad. Hi. It's been a couple of days since you were told that you were going to have a mission, and you would probably have been told to, you know, stay on planet and, like... I mean, they told me to suit up, so I assume that the base has somewhere to sleep. Okay, so if you're just going to stay at the base, then uh, they don't have to be very clandestine about it. Someone just approaches, like, knocks on your uh, sleeping quarters door and says, Mission time, let's go. Okay. This time, call me N. You want to go lower in rank? I shoot blue beams, like... At some point, we need to keep we need to keep my identity a secret. You can talk to A about a demotion if you want. Like I'm not in charge of this. This is A's whole thing. It's like, but if you want to be demoted and have less responsibilities, that's something you got to talk to him about. Well, L's taken. Yeah, by someone with a higher rank. Okay, let's just go. Let's... Just go. So, you approach the main like lobby area of the um, foundry that you guys have sort of taken over and you see E there but you don't see L and you also see um, standing there talking to E is A and as you approach A goes there's been a slight change of plans okay L is unable to go on this mission. He went to go take care of another task and was injured in the process, so I'm coming along. Okay. Um. Thing is, this is gonna get big. There's no way this thing doesn't have some sort of spy satellite pointed at it by the US, if no one else. So, can I not be called M? because it's not really helping maintain a secret as to who I am. You are trying to keep it secret? I was under the impression that you weren't. Uh, I mean, getting arrested between missions is probably counterproductive. It happens sometimes, but... There's no space above you for promotion, so the only way you would be able to move is to go down. I see it's literally impossible for you to just use something other than M. And, okay, M, yeah, sure, doesn't really make a difference to me. Fine, whatever. Good conversation. So I'm not going to do his voice the entire time because it would be murder on my throat. He goes over like the rough plan. So the aircraft just technically is because it just goes in the air for its main mode of transportation is going to depart out of Qingdao and do a patrol over the Yellow Sea where it will end its patrol and dock somewhere in Shanghai. The plan is to get it around the point of no return where it is like the perfect distance away from both cities. So that way neither city can reinforce it quick enough to make a difference and then use its abilities to go underwater to dive into the Yellow Sea 
go out East China Sea, and then from there they will figure out like where to go and uh, where to take it. Okay. So, because this is like its first test run, this is like its maiden voyage. It's going to start out in the water in Qingdao, and then after a little while, it will dive into the sea, and then after that, it will finish by coming up and out at around the halfway point into the air to test its flight capabilities, and that's when you strike. Makes sense. So, until then, it's just kind of a waiting game. You know roughly where it's going to come out of. There is a spy for Petal on board, so they know the rough like path it's going to take and roughly where it's going to come out of the water, which is how you know all of this. There's just someone on board who is down to just betray China and go all in on with Petal. Okay. And do we know how to identify him? Because this is full lethal, so... He is, he is one of the officers. Okay. They give you a picture of him. He's, like, average height, a little on the um, pudgy side for an officer. Like, they're supposed to keep neat and trim. Looks like he hasn't been keeping up quite with the regimen as strictly lately. Kind of, like, in his mid... 30s-ish, and he will definitely be on the bridge. Okay, I memorized this photo to the extent that you can tell me um, when I see him. Oh yeah, like, I'm, I'm not gonna make you roll <laughs> to recognize this guy. Like, unless he doesn't turn around and doesn't show you his, his face, you will be able to identify him immediately at this point. Like, I wasn't going to do, pull a gotcha on that. Excellent. But yes, he is the only person that you are not supposed to kill. Okay. So, aside from that, there's really not much else. You just get on board, kill everyone except this one guy, and then you have a shiny new base that is completely mobile and hard to detect with most sensors, especially when it's, like, deep underwater. Okay. Question. Yes. Are we... Who knows how to fly this if we're killing all the pilots? There are people on board who have flown aircraft before. Well, there are people... Uh, <laughs> fly the there are people submarines. in Petal who have piloted this sort of thing before. You can essentially make pretty good guesses on, like, what things do. And from, like, the guesses, the spy will be able to, like, help identify everything else like you know this is what converts it from like land to surface sea and this is what converts it from surface sea to below sea essentially okay all right so then any other questions no all right it's a long boring wait out in the middle of the ocean you guys are on like somewhat small ships that are going to be far enough away from the sensor range that they won't be able to detect you. It's going to be interesting getting on board from there, but you can fly. There's E who can fly. Technically, he just shoots out jets of flame hard enough that it boosts him. Presumably, there's probably also going to be like some other modes of transportation. A is there. He's just sitting and waiting on one boat, making sure his guns work. What do you do in the hours that it's going to take for this thing to come along. I would like to keep an eye out, because if I can get there fastest, 
the faster I get there, the more people I can save by having them live in another dimension, which is not the best, but it's they're alive. They can, <laughs> we can eventually bring them back. Okay, so in that so case... I'm, I'm going to do some noticing. Yeah, I uh, yeah. go ahead and roll notice. Um, in right. order to... Well, oh, you already rolled. I rolled it. Okay. Would you like to spend a fate point? Because I was going to tell you that the difficulty in order to spot it before anybody else would be five. No, I'll take the L. I'll just try and be faster than anyone else. Okay. Your ship is apparently not the closest one that it rises to. Or when you see it come over the horizon, your ship isn't the closest one. And so as a result, E is immediately going up there first. And then there's the rest of his platoon, as it were, using like small, short use jetpacks to get up there. Ah. Well, I may be slower off the mark, but their flight still relies on physics. Mine doesn't. All right. Immediately when you get there, there are some people who are still out on the deck because it's still low orbit enough that it's not going to completely screw them over. And you see E just holding out his hand and burning someone alive. Well, can't do anything about that. (laughs) Uh, However, there aren't a lot of people up on the runway of this thing because, you know, it's getting to the point where it's like it's trying to climb high enough that they're going to test, like, is it capable of flying this high safely, so most people have started moving into the actual decks themselves. Alright, so here's what I'm doing. What I'm doing, first of all, all my blasts for the purpose of this are basically as black gold stripes, like I'm not doing anything blue, because that's a giveaway. And I'm also doing my best not to talk during the mission, because that's the giveaway. You don't know any of this in character. Like, you don't know that they, they have picked you for this because nobody's talked to you about it. True, but I I think I'm capable of doing that much self-reflection that maybe blue beams aren't the best way to go. Like, I'm a moron, but I'm not <laughs> stupid. And having met most of the officers at this point, I realise that there's, there's no one else that shares my accent. <laughs> I think I would also know in universe I'm maybe the only one with, or one of the few people with, with this kind of power set. Like, this is all stuff I know. It's probably stuff I should have remembered the first mission, but hey, hey. <laughs> Too late, I'm so what's done, it, What's done is done. But this time I'm being smarter. Uh, y- and you know, maybe someone could have you know, it's not impossible that someone in Pedal in the couple of days could have said, you know, you're being a bit obvious. So I, I think that's fair. If you think it's unfair, that's fine. But I think that to me makes sense. Okay, fair. So basically what I'm doing is I'm shooting blasts that are like person sites, so like big fat blasts. And every time I'm blasting someone, I am basically teleporting them into another dimension and I'm trying to do it in a way that leaves like a bit of cloth or like smoking boots like something of that nature alright and because the scene's probably going to last a little while in getting this shit done I am going to spend the fate point on overcharge just in case 
So for the rest of the scene, my first minus on any of my blast rolls becomes a plus. All right. For listeners, we did rework a bunch of stunts because it turns out stunts should be really powerful. Stunts should be like a choice between getting an extra fate point and getting a stunt should be difficult. And a lot of the stunts that uh, we had before were not that. So... Alright. I mean, so, you're going to make me roll to blast sort of people who are essentially just some guy. I am going to make you roll. What I am going to make you roll, though, instead, is deception. It's going to be an easy, pretty easy roll. It's only going to be like a difficulty three, but it's still required that, like, you lie to these people that you are indeed killing them. Alright, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. Here we go. That's a six. That's a six. You succeed with style. Uh, everyone's fucking convinced that I'm yeah. Oh yeah, like I, I'm not gonna make you roll uh, deception for the rest of the scenario because of the successful style. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's gonna be pretty easy because you are doing a good job at like making it convincing. Yeah, I'm doing it this way as well as like I could be throwing people over, but that one they probably have parachutes, and two there's a good chance that someone else will try and snipe them on the way down. It has to be this way. Uh, I should probably note as well, I'm trying my best, like, I've got proto super speed, I'm fast, I'm strong, I'm doing my best to move as fast as I can, because the more people I get to, the more people live. So, the first couple people you run into are, like, just normal, everyday soldiers, I'm not going to make you roll a combat scenario against them, you just so vastly overpower them that it's not even funny. However, you do run into these soldiers who are wearing like head to toe heavy looking armor there's big shoulder pads uh they're carrying heavy machine guns they have red glowing like eyes where their uh helmets are probably infrared or something like that and these guys i am going to run a short combat scenario with you i believe you should go first i should this is two mobs and they are both five person mobs so their stats are going to start at plus five and work their way down for the record as well, I believe between sessions, I'd, or at some point, I've probably had a milestone of... It's a minor milestone to just swap two stats around, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so I'm turning Blast up and fight down slightly, because okay. I'm blasting. Okay. Right, let's blast them. Okay. Um, are there any minuses there? Yes, first minus becomes a plus. I don't know what that makes that number. That's it makes it a six. Okay, that's a six then. All right, they're going to roll uh, athletics for this particular one because I don't think they would be able to tough it out. Luckily for you, athletics is their worst stat that they actually have something in, so probably will get a successful style here. You definitely got a successful style here. Oh, that's a minus two. That's a minus two, so you knock out two of their number with that one blast. So, mob two is going to fire at you and mob one is going to assist with that instead of taking their own shot so uh their shoot skill is their best skill so they're going to be making this at a plus six oh good uh so go ahead and roll something to defend against that i just rolled a six roll to just get out of the way of it athletics or if you just want to tank it you can roll physique yeah this isn't the one that can shoot bullets should be able to, but... Oh, that's a two. Okay, so uh, mark your fourth 
stress box? Do you, do you have four stress boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. They get you pretty good, so what next? What do you want to do now? I mean, there's only one thing I can do because I don't want to kill them, so... <laughs> and I'm not allowed to make them stand down, so this is going to be basically... <laughs> this fight is me rolling blast and then rolling physique or something. Uh, that's another... That's uh, Is that another six? Oh, yes. there is a minus. Seven. Okay. Um, so are you blasting the healthier group or the less healthy group? Uh, one group at a time. One group at a time? Okay, so... Um... What you do in RPGs, you, you target the weakest. Okay, so... It is a successful style, however, um... You only have one fate point, Colin. I do. However, these guys do have two stunts, and one of their stunts is evasion. Once per scene, the Chinese special forces may negate any hit. This may be only used by one group of mobs per scene. So it doesn't matter how many mobs I, I have on there, I can only use it once per scene. So I'm going to choose to use it now. Okay. So basically they tuck and roll out of the way, and then we'll uh, open fire. And this time, they are going to try and uh, do two hits. So the first mob gets a four. The other mob gets a four. So you roll two things to defend. Your target number is four for both of them. Hey, Nimtap. Yeah. Real quick cutting in. want to remind you that you can do things besides just attack. You can attempt to disarm them or alter the environment. It's all called create an advantage, and it both alters the fiction of the scene and provides you with mechanical benefits. And like, they will have to use up their turns in order to get rid of the advantages. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, don't really, well, let's defend first, um, yes. which I, I, it's going to have to be two more physique rolls. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Do you want to re-roll that second one? Because that's all minuses. Oh, I don't want to waste a lot of... Yeah, that, I'll have that to. That will give you a consequence. Like, that'll, that's going to put a consequence on you if you don't do it. Yeah, let's re-roll that second one. That's a, that's that's two threes. So they still so, hit. So they hit you for your first and your second stress box. Mm. All right, I need the I need these guys to stop shooting me. What are we stood on? Oh, I assume we're still on top deck. No, you're you. I kind of fast forwarded the fiction a little bit. You are currently below decks right now. Oh, I don't want to do this, but. They never said I can cause some damage to the helicarrier. <sighs> I can fly, they can't, and you didn't say any jetpacks on them, so let's uh, punch out a wall and see how they deal with depressurization. Okay, punch out or blast open, because I'm, I'm going to make you follow the, the narrative of your fiction, so if you say punch out, I'm going to make you roll fight. Let's blast it open. Okay! I mean... There's no way they've got enough hell metal to build a whole helicarrier oh, out of no, it. No, 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 no. This stuff is made out of normal, like, ship material. There's no way that they can make a ship like this out of that. And am I... Sorry, before before I do this, because, uh, again, something I would probably think of before I go making holes in this, is this bit anywhere near an engine? No. Excellent. In that case... Um, that's a free. 
Oh wait, no, first mine is uh, that's uh, full. I was going to say that the target number was going to be three, so you just succeed instead of succeeding at a cost. You just succeed. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's see how they handle depressurization. Their entire turn is going to be spent rolling athletics to not get sucked out, and if they get sucked out, well, then that group's done. So the first group is not going to roll with any pluses because we got rid of their athletic score. Uh, that is not enough. I forgot to say my own target number. My target number was going to be four. So that is not enough. The smaller group is sucked out. They're no longer on the ship. The second group does get a plus one. And they are also sucked out. Okay. What I would like to do, though, is... Um, I mean, assuming that this fight is now over. Because you said no, you didn't say jetpacks. I don't see a jetpack. Nope, there's no jetpacks. They don't have jetpacks. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to blast them before someone else sort of swoops in and murders them. Give me two blast rolls. I just want to see if you're able to... Oh, yes! Okay, fine. Yep, uh, no, that you're is, good. Uh, uh, that is a seven and a uh, another seven. Yeah, that's two God, This is good stunt. I like this one now. Yeah, yeah, see? Stunts <laughs> should be powerful. So, yeah, no, they uh, they are all quote-unquote, disintegrated. Real quick, roll notice for me. Seven. Seven. You definitely see it. There's some sort of streak of blue flame, question mark, that, like, sits by the hole that you just created. And then, because you rolled the seven, you are not surprised when the streak doubles back and you see just a person, dark skin, wearing like blue accented with red clothing, glowing blue eyes, has a blue mask covering the lower half of their face with like wings made out of like glowing blue energy. And she looks at you and then she just faster than any speedster you've ever seen before, just zooms in, grabs you and well, it's going to attempt to grab you. Actually, I should say this should be a roll. So, uh, I need you to roll something to avoid being grabbed. She's going to be rolling fight. Can I fight back? Yeah, you can roll fight. I saw, yeah, I saw her. I want to blast her. I feel I should be allowed to blast her. Up to you, GM. Can I, I blast mean, her? If you can, but if you choose to blast her, then if she rolls a positive, then she will definitely be grabbing you and doing stuff. Let's fight then. Okay. That's a two. But she rolls a zero, so. Yeah, she rolls a zero. So she flies in. She slams into one of the walls hard enough that it doesn't just dent. There's like definite holes where her fists landed. And she looks over at you and she says in perfect English, Peter scum. Ugh. I'm not answering. So uh, what do you want to do? That was her turn. I really want to get into a fight with a super. Um, uh, what do I want to do? I was expecting a superhero fight, but not against a hero that has all the powers. Um, for the audience, <laughs> um, powers, flight, invulnerability, super speed, super strength, energy manipulation, does not need to breathe, immunity to the environment. <sighs> yeah, you can set her on fire. That shit won't affect her at all. So literally the only way to win is to get her out of here or somehow convince her to join us, which I don't think is happening. Our organization is all about brainwashing. 
yeah, I don't have that. That's a power I don't have. Call, call your boss. Call your manager. Ask where the nearest chair is you can hook her up to. We need Rampire. Where's Rampire? Uh, I will get on the radio, and though, and say uh, we got a super. Do I know Speaker? I don't think I've ever met Speaker. No, you've never met them. They have not once been sighted in either of the cities that have a big superhero presence. Great. Yeah, I get on the radio and say, we got a super, she's fast. And I try and do it in as American a voice as I can. <laughs> please, please, please do it for me. I want to hear, I want to hear Megalad's American voice. Hey, uh, we got, we got a super here. <laughs> Only American voice, like the entire rest of the planet can do. My mouth just doesn't make the same vowel sounds that you guys do. Anyway, uh, she she's got she's got wings and uh, uh, very fast. She seems to be a threat. Okay, so you're spending your turn turn to just like talking's give- a free action, Colin. You know that. <laughs> a says. Then take care of it. I'm a little busy at the moment. And like, as he's saying, I'm a little busy at the moment. You actually hear the gunfire going off in the speaker. Oh, my mask tracks things. That's the problem. I can't do what I want to do because the mask is listening. Yeah, it's almost like I put an obstacle in your way. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Um, Rather than trying to cripple yet another superhero, let's just... Let's try and break the mask. All I need her to do is hit me really hard in the face. So you're going to let her attack you? Well, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna try and power through the pain, obviously. But yes, I would like her to punch me in the face hard enough to break the mask, or not, not like remove it from me, because that'd be stupid. But I want her to break whatever bit of it is transmitting imagery. I mean, I could figure out how to do it myself, but it seems better to have blunt force trauma do it. So what she does instead, since you're just standing there being a target, she instead grabs you, twirls around, rams you through the wall and flies so fast that you land Hold on, on the... Hmm? He can, like, take a crane in advantage action to provoke her to doing a specific type of thing. Yeah, I point at my face and say, you ain't all that. All right, go ahead and roll provoke. She's going to roll will. Okay, great. Uh, it's not a very good stat, but... Um, well, I mean... That's a minus one oh, versus a three. That's a minus uh, one. I guess that thing you just said happened happens. <laughs> yep. So instead of punching you in the face, she flies directly at you, grabs you, turns around, slams you through the wall of the helicarrier, and it's flying so fast that you were, like, at least 40 to 50 miles away from the mainland. You land on a beach with a sandy explosion in seconds. So she's going to be rolling fight. And you need to roll physique. This is There's no way that you can not roll physique for this. That's a three. That's a three. So you do defend against it. Now, I will say this. This is the start of a new scene. 
So you can go ahead and wipe those stress off from before, but your blast advantage has worn out. Unless you want to spend another fate point on it to just activate it right now. Uh, I want to save at least one fate point because uh, I have some. Well, I have something I want to do to the helicarrier later on, so okay. I have three. I have three left. No, um, what I want to do. Oh, I need to take a bit of a risk here, but then again, I do have Patsy in case I need. What I want to do to begin with is create an electromagnetic swarm. It's still, basically, I'm still trying to knock out the transmission features on this mask. Okay. Like, and I, I'm trying to do it surreptitiously, which I think I can probably do. Yeah, just create a radio silent thing where the mask can't record or, or transmit. So I'll say blast difficulty four. Okay. That's an eight. Holy shit, oh, that's that's deception. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. But just, uh, just subtract. Like, yeah, blast yeah, that's four. a seven. That's, that's a seven. A, that's a seven. Okay, so that's still a successful style. Okay. So you not only disable it, but you also disable some backup features that they would have been able to look at with time if you gave them reason to. Instead, you instead knock those out as well. So there's no way that they will be able to trace anything that went on during this particular fight. Yeah, and now that they're not, now they're not recording me, I just sort of throw my hands in in like a a, a non-threatening stance, and I just say, uh, "I'm undercover. I'm not with them, um, and I've not been killing people." We have no reason to do this. I need you to roll rapport. She's going to roll. What would it be if she doesn't believe you, but you're telling the truth? Empathy. It would still be Will. It would still be Will? The, okay. The active action here is trying to convince somebody of something. Okay. So, uh, so right. you roll Ooh. rapport. Now, okay. Colin, there is like a sort of implicit aspect here that Megalad is wearing pedal colors and is like active in their operations and i don't know if she has had the opportunity to observe him firing shots at her and i know you've only got one fate point but that sounds like a kind of implicit aspect that you could invoke uh to boost your score if it comes up really bad stop trying to make me fight the monster <laughs> i I'm the only one in this entire server that like actually knows this game pretty thoroughly. I am, and I'm attempting to convey that knowledge to everybody. Okay. I, I will add to it then. Uh, meanwhile, the fire guy is actually setting fire to people on the ship. Yeah, but she saw you first. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I think the fire. I think pointing out the fire guy can very much be part of my trying to convince her. She can't see. Miles away through steel. Oh, can she moment? not? Well, she's <laughs> shit then, because I can. Anyway, there's my free. Hmm, it's a tie. It's a tie. Now the question is, I'm, do I want to? I think I'm technically the attacker. Yeah, you're the attacker, so you would succeed at a minor cost. Yeah, this would be an overcome action. You would succeed at a minor cost question is, do I want to spend my fate point to see if you either spend your fate point or choose to fail? The answer is yes. So, uh, her three is actually a five. What do you do? Are you spending a fate point to still succeed at a minor cost, or are you going to eat the loss? 
I think it's more interesting to try and get her to do something that I wanted to, to do at a minor cost. So I will invoke an aspect, faking it till I make it, because I think it's fairly easy for me to like pull up a bit of my mask and sort of show her the blue skin. Like, I mean, I'm not the only blue hero, but I think I'm reasonably unique in having blue skin. Okay. What I'm going to say is that the minor cost is she's still ready to throw down at a moment's notice the second she hears something that she doesn't like or if you roll fairly badly, but she is not going to attack you at this moment. Instead, she says, you have three seconds to explain. Okay, um... Two? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get my words together. Um, and I don't know why I'm still talking like that. Look, um, I'm, I'm one of the... Uh, you, you probably... Well, you may be aware of me. I'm uh, Megalad. Um, I've infiltrated Pedal because they're affiliated with the Transistor Tyrant. And I'm trying to figure out who's in the organization. And also they have a bunch of clones of me, which um, if activated will be very scary. They're on some kind of world domination. So uh, ideally this mission needs to succeed. However, there is a fire guy from Deco City forget his name he's kind of an absolute knobber really loves collateral damage so if you can take him out of the picture that both lessens the pedal threat overall and lessens their risk to human life Uh, meanwhile i've not been killing people just been sending them into another dimension not ideal but given that the orders are maximum collateral damage kill everyone it's better than nothing that's the explanation i do need another rapport against her will you just need to be the two my dude that's a free you did it you did it congratulations i i believed in you the entire time is at this point she sort of stands down a little bit and then she just says just stay out of my way and then zooms back towards the helicarrier Okay. And I do want to... I don't think I mentioned this before. She does look and sound young. Like, teenager young. Like, maybe 14 or 15. God, I think I found a sort of a groundbreaker when all this is over. (laughs) Everybody on the groundbreakers is an adult except for the bug, who's like a year old. I don't think the bug is even on the groundbreakers, is he? Sharper switch that lives in my head. This is absolutely an asset for the team. Okay, um, I time sort of two minutes or so, and I guess what I do as well while the camera's still down is I sort of rip and tear my costume. I give myself a bit of a black eye. Like I'm, I'm making it look like I got beat by her, or at least sort of put out of commission for a bit. Okay. And then after two minutes, I fly back. Once you get back into the transmission range of your, uh, of your, actually, no, you you wouldn't, because you just completely disabled the mask, essentially. So never mind. You don't. You actually don't hear it. Oh, Colin, I've been an idiot. It's that I've realised that this is probably a bit of an ask. Mm Mhm. And you absolutely have the right to say no. But can I say, after all this is over, make contact with uh, make contact with the trendsetters. 
No. She's yeah. she, she left That's before fair. you got there. Yep. That's fair. So when you get back, there is a lot of commotion going on. There's some more holes in the hel- helicarrier now. Some of them look melted. Some of them look like they were ripped in and then r- ripped out. But you are basically hearing pedal members screaming. You hear one say, where's M? Oh my God, where's M? He needs to save us. And E is there. E just points his hand up at Spica, shoots out a gout of flame, and you can't see his face because it's covered by a mask. But uh, you can imagine he looks kind of surprised when, like, usually when he sets people on fire, they die. She looks fine. Uh oh. Really hoping she punches him away. <laughs> well, in a manner of speaking. Uh, she does fly up to him, and she does punch him, and her fist goes straight through him. Why do they always have to kill people? She apparently does not have the reservations that you have about killing people. Oh. Oh, to tell her that we need to ultimately win this. I think she... I hope she's reasonably convinced <sighs> well only one way to find out because uh, I can't let this mission fail either and I did tell her so I j- just yell hey you and then I guess concussive blast I'm just trying to launch her away alright sure go ahead and roll blast she's going to roll physique oh, please be please be smart please be smart that's an 8 I don't think I can No, I can't. I, I mean, I can't. No, I can't. Poss- I can't possibly beat it. I don't have any fate points and her. Physique. Roll it anyway, because uh, it's worth seeing whether oh, I true. succeed with Cor- style or not. Correct. It is. Tr- it is worth seeing if you succeed with style. Because I am trying to do something specific with this. Yes, you succeed with style. All right. Hopefully, she doesn't come back. All right. Uh, yeah, you blast her back out of the helicarrier and. You see the blue streak that she leaves behind for a second go down and then come back up as if she's about to go at it again. But with the success with style, I'm going to say like she gets it and you see her just fly off, not towards the mainland, but more towards like South Korea, that towards that direction. Uh, e is dying. <laughs> do you want to oh. do anything about that? Like, I'm not going to say that he's dead quite yet. He does have a hole in him. You are you. There are probably ways that you can fix that bullshit. Oh, I, yeah, I can't. I can't kill people, but even though he's a monster. Okay, I'm going to consider that a self-compel. So you go ahead and give yourself an extra fate point. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's supposed to not come to you until like the end of the scene, but I'll give it to you right now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, where exactly is she punched him through? Um, stomach. Stomach. Okay. So abdomen, basically. Yeah. Uh, lower body. Could be worse. Uh, okay. So the good news is it's not unless she's sort of got him in the actual stomach, in which case there's a bunch of acid everywhere. Um, but that's a bit that's protected. I think, yeah, I think we can... I guess I ask if anyone's got a portal because he needs to see Doc Beard or whatever his name is. Doc Wagon. Oh, 
Yeah, this is shit because save, saving this guy absolutely means he's just going to kill more people in the future, but I have to give him a chance. Yeah, um, I mean, he has one on his own belt, so, like, you can just, like, click that. Yeah. I mean, Top Quacken could fail, you never know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, it doesn't. You click the belt and he disappears somewhere, and, uh, spoiler, off screen, someone sees him with, like, a hole in him and gets him to Doc Wagon who immediately starts trying to like make sure he doesn't fucking die. I mean it's a long time coming back from that if nothing It else. is a long time coming back from that. He is not going to be in business for a while. Capital A, capital W. Alright, it's time to get this mission to the climax. Let's uh, storm the bridge blasting people as I go. Alright. You storm the bridge, there's a bunch of other minor members with you. A has gotten a head start because you definitely see some people slumped on the ground with bullet holes in them, either bleeding out or just straight up dead right now. And when you get to the bridge, A is already there. He's like, the bridge is manned by like seven or eight people. He's only killed two so far. So here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a bit of a roll-off. I'm going to roll Eskridge's shoot score against your blast, and if you manage to beat it, then you save everyone. If not, we'll we'll see how hard you fail. All right. Three, two, one. Roll. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just add cosmic destructive power <laughs> to that. <laughs> I win. <laughs> That's fair. You have enough uh, fate points to spare at the moment. So yeah, mm-hmm. you managed to blast everyone else before, uh, except for the one guy, before Eskridge can kill anybody else. And uh, he just looks over at you, nods in appreciation. He doesn't look hurt at all, actually. It looks like you found the biggest group of the special forces, and then it probably E found another group, and Eskridge was just lucky enough to not run into any of them. That, or he's a robot and he's not bleeding. You know, it's one of the two. I drove the uh, super off, but uh, Freight didn't die. Seems to not be affected by uh, damage that easily. <clears throat> we'll get a profile on her. Good work, everyone. Uh, e is uh, quite badly injured, though. Mm-mm. Damn. All right. Well, we have a mobile base. And then uh, he moves over to the one guy who survived because he was a mole and talks to him in, like, Mandarin, and the base starts, instead of flying the rest of the way towards Shanghai, instead starts deviating more towards the southeast and starts going down towards the water. We'll have to deal with the flooding later and patch up any holes, but for right now, we're doing pretty good. This will probably be the last big operation we do for a while. But I believe we have sufficiently proved that we are a threat to be taken seriously. Mm. While he's talking, what I want to do is... I'm basically standing, looking natural, but I'm kind of leaning against the sort of console very innocuously. I have the power of slightly sentient code. Okay. And the code I would like to inject is one half of 
a piece of code that when activated with the other half, which I will inject somewhere at a time I choose in, will cause the helicarrier to very loudly and obviously broadcast its location, not just physically, but over the internet. Okay. And this is absolutely a, a deception roll. Yes, I it do, is. Uh, it's going to be pretty difficult because here's the thing. After everything is said and done, they are going to be sweeping both for physical bugs and for like digital bugs for stuff like that. So it's going to be a pretty high difficulty. I'm going to say seven. Does um doesn't Petal have like a techno path? Just make it a contested roll, but like projected into the future. This is true. They do have a techno. Well, path. let's see what I roll first. I do have means and methods. Uh, I mean, I can. Deception's my highest role at the moment, yeah. so let's see. Oh, that's an A. Okay. That's an A. Hey, you actually, you, you did it. You managed. So it is sneakily hidden in there. Like even a sweep Colin. will. <laughs> so I have two fate points left. I'm going to succeed with style. Oh, okay. So nothing will be able to spot it when you complete that other half. Mm. At this point, a gives congratulations to everybody and says, like, you can go home for a little bit, including you. Just go resume your normal lives, etc., etc. So when you get to whatever your civilian place of residence is on Earth at the moment, because I'm not sure, like what your living situation is now that you are publicly not a member of the trendsetters anymore? I mean, I don't actually need to eat or sleep, um, so I just go... Okay, my, my point is there's a message on your phone. Okay, yeah. Like, it looks like it went to voicemail because it rang while you were, like, on a mission to steal a mobile base. Mm-hmm. There's a message on your phone that says... Hello, Mr. Archer. This is Nelson Mitchell from the DHEA. We are ready to inspect your base. If you could give me a call back at your earliest convenience. My phone number is blah, 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 blah. That's entrapment. <laughs> but yeah, they're asking you to call them back. I, mean, I don't have to be on the moon base when they expect it. Ah, oh, then again, it's going to be funny. Yeah, I'll give them a call back. All right. Nelson Mitchell speaking. Hi, this is uh, this Megalab. You, we, would yes. you want to inspect the moon base? Yes. Um, so the paperwork for your base went through. We are approving it to be orbital and not, and not located on the moon if you still wish. So we are going to send you some information. Uh, is this email still good? And he gives, gives you the email that you wrote on the form. Okay. It's, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to email you some coordinates that to place your base in orbit, put it in a uh, the kind of orbit that like it just stays in place and Earth rotates around it. I don't know what kind of that's called, but I'm. Wait, I thought I thought geocentric. Um, <laughs> I thought it was illegal because someone tried to drop a base on Halcyon once. No, that's why I'm saying like the the base stays in place and the Earth will you'll be able to see the rotation of the Earth. Okay, that's, yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. Okay, I don't know the name. Okay. Can yeah. I can I also keep it on like also be able to have it on the moon when I want it because I have neighbors now. No, uh, we can only approve 
one or the other. If you want to have the moon base, then that is fine, but you did request an orbital base. I feel like the moon base is safer for everyone. Like, you know, I, I don't want to... Yeah, if, if you can amend it to a moon base, because I've met my neighbours now. Okay, we will do that. Um, we still need to inspect it to make sure... It yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so, that's fine. When are you thinking? Uh, we can do tomorrow, if that is okay with you. Yeah, sure. All right, um, please meet us on your base tomorrow. We will be there at 10 o'clock New York time. Yeah, sure. Um... That's fine, I'll be in my office. You just uh, make your way past my receptionist. That'd be great. Um, we actually will need to meet you in the lobby. Yeah, ruining the whole aesthetic of the bay. Fine. All right. Unless there's any questions that you have for Mr. Mitchell here, they hang up. And the next day, a ship arrives in front of your base. A few people in spacesuits start walking out carrying equipment and they head up to the door. They look around. They see a doorbell, maybe? What? Like. But no, no, it's, it's, it's like an office building because they can just walk in. Okay. They walk in and you can't see, like, their faces or anything because it's kind of uh, astronaut helmets that, like, you don't really get to see through. And one of them walks up to you holding out a hand and says, Hello, Mr. Archer. I am Nelson Mitchell. I probably talk. I, I'm currently sat on the ceiling while I wait for them to interact with the receptionist. Mr. Archer, please come down here. <laughs> Motion to the creepy doll. Mr. Archer, we are <laughs> speaking to you. You are the owner of this building. We can tow it into the sun if you wish. Fine. Then reluctantly holds out his hand and says, Hello, I'm Nelson Mitchell. I believe we spoke on the phone. Yeah. I know you said that this is suitable for human life, but until we can actually clear that, we're going to set up some equipment to give us an artificial atmosphere. That is okay. And you already see there are people moving around with like big things of equipment towards the corners of the room. Okay, that's fine, but... Yeah, I need a copy of all the readings because um, my neighbor says that big government is evil. Yes, we are aware of your neighbor. We will be sure to give you copies of that. And so they set up some machines that eventually like open up and create like this force field thing around the lobby. And a couple of them take off their helmets, a couple of them don't. And uh, they start moving around and inspecting just the lobby for right now. So, so wait, hang on, hang on. Your method of checking if it's breathable is to have your guys take off their helmets and see if they die. No, sir. This creates an artificial atmosphere. We have used this equipment before. Okay, so what if I'm evil and I have, like, you know, poison gas? We would have been able to detect that before we entered, sir. Hmm... I feel like your processes are flawed, but I can't quite make an argument against you. We have readings right here that we have been monitoring the entire time, sir. We detected no toxins when we entered. <laughs> okay. Fine, um, I guess. So, I have a couple questions. Standard stuff, really. 
what is the primary purpose of this base to be again? Uh, it's my house. Okay. Do you have any weapons, any lethal defense systems that we should be aware of? No. I'm trying to think of what else he would ask. Like, that's logical. Like, he just goes through a bunch of stuff that, like, he asks you that would be logical to... Okay, um, all stuff that would have been on the form. Yeah, all stuff that would have been on the form, but he's, like, double-checking just to make sure because this is the government we're talking about. Okay. All right. If you could show a few members of the crew around while we get things settled in here and allow them to do their work, I would appreciate it. And a couple people, like, wearing the astronaut suits, like, walk over to you. Okay, I should point out this is an office building, so um, I, I motion at the CCTV. Very well, sir. Obviously, copies of the recordings can be provided to you on request, but you, your men are being recorded while they're in my building. They nod in acknowledgement and gesture for you to proceed. Okay, um, I show them the building. As has been previously mentioned, most floors are in a... Because of the over me, most floors are in a faux office aesthetic where a bunch of creepy dolls just look like they're having meetings. <laughs> There's no real point to it. A couple, sometimes they will, as they're inspecting, just because they have to, and well, half because they have to, and half because they're extremely curious and like, and what is the purpose of this meeting going on here? <laughs> the, the, the robots are just talking complete business speak gobbledygook, so whenever asked, they just start mumbling about synergizing the production <laughs> methods. And uh, young Megala just kind of scratches his head and says, um, the other me designed this. Um, I'm not really sure why, but he's dead, so I would feel guilty about taking it away. They note that down, and they note it down basically every time you say that. Because they do, they do ask every time they run into somebody having a fake meeting. Yeah, every time though, the robot's explanation is slightly different, but it's still just business gobbledygook. <laughs> Alright. And then eventually I show them to my living quarters, which is like a bedroom with a couple of minor personal effects, like a picture of my parents. Like there's a picture of the team, but it's kind of face down at the moment. Bed with like a very thin sheet on it. And then the game's console. Okay. And the entire time they're like scanning around, making sure that there's like no unusual signatures that like a weapon would give off or anything. And they go through this room a bit more thoroughly because there's a bit more going on in it. But unless you have like some weird weapon that you've hidden that I'm not aware of, they probably won't find anything, correct? Yeah, I forget exactly what we did with the firmament, but I don't think we brought it back with us. So that's all gone. All right. So yes. Eventually they say, all right, sir, if you could come back down to the lobby for us. Have they left my bedroom in the condition they found it? Yes. Excellent. They ask you to come back down to the lobby with them. They eventually, is there an elevator or is this like just? Oh, there, there is an elevator. Okay. They do also inspect the elevators to make sure that they're up to code. Hmm. Well, I assume they sent like one unfortunate soul up the stairs and everyone else took the lift going up. <laughs> Because this has got a lot of floors. Every floor, they just did rock, paper, scissors, and the loser would have to do the stairs. <laughs> All right. And there's one very unlucky-looking guy just looking absolutely fucking knackered. <laughs> All right. You come back down. The atmospheric things are still up. There's, like, a sort of a blue glow around the walls to show that that's still going on. 
and it looks like they're starting to wrap up. And Mr. Mitchell goes, all right, if you could sign here. Okay, I read it carefully. Uh, yeah, it's just the standard, like, you know, you to the best of your knowledge and under penalty of free jury, acknowledge that, like, all of this stuff is correct and et cetera, et cetera. It's basically saying, no, I don't have any weapons on here. No, I don't plan on ramming it into the earth. No, I don't plan on digging into the center of the moon and, like, cracking it open to, oh, like... Oh, they already dug into the center of the moon. They found the moon egg. Okay. <laughs> That, that's happened decades ago. There's nothing <laughs> left at the center of the moon. We know this. Why are you making me sign for it? But yes, it's, it's just basically saying, no, you don't plan on doing any nefarious stuff, but in way more legalese. Okay, six cents is just for small print. Any tiny, tiny print. No, there's no, there's, it's, it's all up and up. Okay, I'll sign it. All right, you sign there and here and here. Yeah. All right, and you're good to go. All right, boys, wrap it up. And uh, the four people standing in, like, over at the devices reach down. They push a button. Suddenly, the blue becomes yellow. And everybody pulls out a gun, including the guy who, like, has been, like, holding a clipboard the entire time. It says, Gary Archer, you are under arrest. Put your hands in the air and get down on your knees. Wait, you have, you have jurisdiction here. This is the moon. Put your hands above your head and... You get on your knees now. I spin round and round like a drill and just tunnel through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I need you to roll. What do I want you to roll? I'm going to say physique. And I'm going to roll something with one of these guys. Uh, hold on a second. I need to find his physique. It's blast. It's a superpower. Physique would be having the, like, physical strength and fortitude to physically push your body through the moon. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to I'm gonna say it's physique this time because you need to All force right, yourself five. through the moon. All right. In that case, Matthew Mason is going to roll. Uh, let me check his stunts real quick just to make sure. Ah, yes. Okay. You don't have any physical stress boxes marked right now, so he gets a plus two to this roll. So, uh, yeah, he fires something at you and it hits the top of your arm and wraps around it and snaps shut. And all of a sudden you feel all of your powers just instantly disappear. So like as you're spinning, you just get all of a sudden really dizzy and fall on the floor, your skin turns back to its normal color and more DHEA and starts surrounding you and say, put your hands behind your head. Put your hands behind your head now. Okay, fine, I'm arrested. And then at that point, one of the astronauts takes off his helmet and you see a man with short blonde hair and a goatee, eye patch over one eye, scars all over his face, comes up to you, smiles very smugly and says, Gary Archer, you are under arrest for terrorism, assault against a government agent, breaking and entering, conspiracy to commit murder, and a whole, whole, whole lot of other stuff that I can't be bothered to list right now. Have fun at the Michael Cook. And at that point, he starts reading you your rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But yeah, congratulations, Gary Archer. You've been arrested. You know what? This is stupid. 
This is stupid. I'm, I've got a metal arm. Let's just tear that thing off. Your hands are currently behind your back and in handcuffs. Yeah, but it's a metal arm. Like, I don't need super strength to break handcuffs with something that doesn't have feelings. <laughs> it's going to hurt. Probably it's going to hurt my real arm, but fuck it. The problem is, the way I described it, it's wrapped around your upper arm. My entire arm is metal. Like, the, the whole thing's gone. Okay. From shoulder down, we know this. Okay. All right. Go ahead and roll fight. It's going to be fight. Um, I'm trying to think of a difficulty, so don't roll yet. We're going to say six, because it is really inconveniently placed. Oh, well. That's a... Ah, fine. I kind of strain it to not ruin things for me in the long term. I strain against it a bit and then stop. All right. There we go. I'm arrested um, and will not be able to do anything forever. Not necessarily. We'll get to finally see the inside of the Michael Cook. Great. Yeah. Plus, like, you know, you have you have lawyers. I mean, this is entrapment and it's also... It's not entrapment. They, it they... is entrapment. They, they have entrapped me. That is entrapment, Colin. You know it. No, it's not. I don't think it is. It's not. We looked up what the legal definition of entrapment is, and it's not this. Uh, the state of being caught in or as in a trap. The uh, you, want the, you want the criminal definition. Yeah. Which is the police, while presenting themselves falsely, goad you into doing an illegal action you have already expressed a desire to not do. Oh, yeah, they, they are arresting you for things that you have done. I haven't done anything. This, this, is, a, this is a sting operation and is not entrapment. Anyway, just for you, we are going to go ahead and give you a significant milestone. Because I, I feel like giving you specifically a significant milestone getting arrested is fair. You've just run out of ideas for pedal missions, haven't you? <laughs> no. Matthew Mason has been talking for like two sessions about how he's going to arrest you. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Next time Jerry Archer appears, we're going to be able to see the inside of the Michael Cook. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>